Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the family with Packmaster Ralph Toy Basham, MD. Andy Brampernard. And Cassie Schrader. And also Kristen Burt joining us yes. right up to this with the family. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Recently, the four Walzer dealerships in Burnsville, Walzer Subaru, Walzer Honda, Walzer Nissan, and Walzer Mazda encountered a hailstorm. Adjusters flew in from around the U.S. to handle a claim on what will be over 2,500 new and used cars. They've drastically reduced the pricing on these vehicles, and there are some wonderful bargains available. But here's the deal. I normally hate the hurry-these-won't-last style of marketing, but in this case, it is true. It's not like they'll go into the back lot at night with hammers and make more. I also usually tell people to check them out online, but in the case of slightly damaged cars, you really do have to see them for yourselves. Stop out to Walzer Mazda, Nissan, Honda, and Subaru just south of the Burnsville Mall on Buck Hill Road. If you really want to, you can tell them Tom sent you, but that sounds kind of dumb. (laughs) I just do every, like, eighth note. What do you think, Kristen? That was amazing. Yeah, I, that sounded sincere. Yeah, that was amazing. Well, you know what it is? I don't hear music on my end, so all I hear is you going, perp, perp, perp. <laughs> I suppose that's a little unsettling, isn't it? It's a little weird on my end. Yes, it's a little weird on your end. There's no question about it. So basically, uh, 
since we talked last week, people hate each other even more, and they're more divided than ever before, and everything sucks. So I just thought I'd give you an update on how the week went. Oh, good. Well, you know, I have a little news for you. We're going into a presidential election year in November 2020. Guess what? It's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. I don't know how it can get worse. Kristen, 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 your people, you people. What? How about this guy on CNN that claimed he's a college professor. He claimed that Donald J. Trump has killed more people, millions more people than Hitler, Stalin, and Mao combined. It sounds like well, someone where, wants what attention. What is the factual basis on this? Like, has where none. is that? He has okay. none. He just threw it out there. And I uh, last I checked, uh, Hitler, Stalin, and Mao killed somewhere between 100 and 150 million people. So I don't know. Where did half the population in the United States go if Donald killed them? True. And then you I got, mean, listening to him sometimes kills me, but I'm still alive. Yeah, I know. I honestly, God, because you hate him. So, you know. I do. You <laughs> <laughs> don't even deny it. You don't even deny it. I, I just, he's just that type. I've had a boss like him before, and it's just the boss you don't want to have. So, I could that's see what that. it reminds me of. Yeah, I could yeah. see you wouldn't want a boss like that. On the other hand, of course, on, on the conservative side of things, your president, Donald Trump, said, Oh, Melania's uh, really got to develop a great relationship with Kim. She's never met him. <laughs> I, I, what what is wrong with these politicians and and professors? What is wrong with these people? I don't know, and I really wish I could understand why everyone just makes up all these stories and fabricates like these tall tales, and then people take it as fact. Because, and I guess probably com- coming from me as a reporter, I'm someone I no longer even just double check sources; I triple check yeah. now because I don't believe anything anymore. You can't. I, I, it, it, messes with your mind honestly you can't so there was a guy he's a reporter of some kind i don't even know what he does i you know no one tells me anything if you know what i'm saying right mm-hmm. oh that didn't sound sincere at all I heard that. <laughs> that's right yeah christian burt the seat of sincere and sincerity <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of that title sister Okay, so basically... Well, I couldn't hear it. Ralph was low. I no, he's too low. He, just, he whispered it too oh, thank, much. Thank you, Andy. I'm too low. No, no, no. You kind of whispered the phone it. is a little messed up, but... It okay. is? I don't think there's a whole lot we can do about that. Christ, Kristen Burt, the seat of sincere insincerity. That's right. That there you me. go. I have, no, I have no poker face, you guys. So. <laughs> poker face. It also face. carries over to my voice. <laughs> I have to ask you a question about this next one, too. A columnist for the New York Times is again making headlines over something he wrote, but in this case, it's an email. It seems Brett Stevens took offense to a critical tweet, and now he's being accused of overreacting. The offending tweet came from George Washington University associate professor David Karp, who made a joke about reports of a bed bug infestation at the New York Times, reports the Daily Beast. The bed bugs are a metaphor. The bed bugs are Brett Stevens. So Brett wrote him a tweet and also his boss a tweet, over, apparently, at George Washington University. And now everybody's criticizing Brett Stevens. And I don't even know who Brett Stevens is. I don't know if he's, he's conservative, he's liberal. I don't know what he works for the New York Times, so he can't be too conservative, I wouldn't think. But now apparently everybody's going after this guy because uh, Stevens cc'd Carp's boss. 
He not only thinks I should be ashamed of what I wrote, he thinks that I should also be in trouble for it, Carp tells the Washington Post. That's an abuse of power. No, an abuse of power is for you to reach out to him in the first place and call him names. See, there are consequences for calling people. And again, I don't know who Brett Stevens is. I don't know who Carp is or whatever. But once again, we have that double standard where I can say whatever I want. And if you respond, you're a jackass who's way out of line. It's not an abuse of power because anyone can CC anyone. It's not a power. But using your editorial position or your uh, professorial position is a power. If I could correct you, I, 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 I... don't want to do this. It's just so hard for me to do it. I think it's an abuse of, of a perceived power. Perceived power. Yeah, that's true. They, they, well, that's really, true. These people are nothing. They're nobodies, and they're doing this stuff. I, so. Kristen, why is it that people cannot understand that that I can do it, but you can't doesn't work? I, I don't know. They Everyone wants their own set of rules. That's yeah, they what do. it is. Yeah, you're absolutely right. They do. Uh, but but I see all kinds of things like that. And, and what I did realize, like I said, I told everybody this morning in the morning show, I, I'm, I, I love my wife. I love our kids. I love uh, grandkids, the whole shoot and match. I'm very happy with my, with my morning show, with the podcast, with some voiceover work. I'm, I'm the happiest guy on earth. I just, I, I wish I could be as miserable as everybody else. And so, and being a victim like everyone else too, but I'm just not. What did I do? What did I do wrong? Why am I not a victim? I, because you can, you're an adult, and you actually have an understanding yeah, <laughs> of I, how the world works. I cannot be a victim unless I let you victimize me. Of course, I'm not talking about gunshots or things like that. That's a different kind of victim. But a victim of words, I don't give a rat's ass what someone says about me, and I'm very serious about that. Anyone can say whatever they want about me. They've been doing it for years. I don't care. What's the difference? You call me a bed bug. Oh, okay. Or what Stevens wrote about, uh, I don't know, what the hell was it about again? I, for, I even forgot. Uh, a columnist from the you know, he, he wrote, uh, seems Brett Stevens took offense to a critical tweet, and now he's been, no, well, what did he write that, that this guy called him a bed bug? <clears throat> A columnist in New York Times making He's just tenure. conservative, so... Oh, he is conservative? You know, professor tenure doesn't like him. I, I just... Is there anybody you do like who do, who's not exactly like you? That's what I'd like to know. This guy, I have a feeling, no. Yeah, me too. But but don't let people do that to you. I, I, there, I am not a victim. I, you know, I've had people do some rotten things to me. But you know what I looked at? You know what amazes me the most is when people do really bad things to you or anyone else, if they had done it the right way, they would have benefited greatly. So somehow it's more important to screw people over than it is to benefit yourself. Does that make any sense to you? What what is that based in? It's a weird, like, revenge theory. I guess. I mean, if you just did what you said you were going to do, you would have made, you know, some a really nice amount of money and everybody would be happy. But instead, you made very little money, but you screwed somebody out of that money. So I don't understand the upside of what you're doing. I don't get it would have been better had you just do what did what you said you were going to do. For you, I mean, it would be better for you if you did that, right? I don't know. Well, I think I think you should keep in mind the word victim or victim yeah. comes from uh, a Tahitian word, which means someone who's getting a tattoo. 
Mm. I'm getting a tattoo. Never. I did not know that. The, uh, and and tatoue is, is a oh, is tatoue, a Tahitian yeah. word for tattoo. Yeah, yeah So uh, I don't know, the victim word. I don't know. Doesn't make a lot of sense. So you're getting it's getting some ink. Okay. Right. I guess that's what it is. I mean, victimized. I've never had my house broken into. I've never had my car stolen. I've never had. I've never had any of that stuff happen to me. Yeah, fortunately. I've been sucker punched, but that's not really being a victim. That's just being a, like a teenager or a 20-year-old. You were sucker baseball batted. In the head. I believe. In the left side of the head. That's oh. very true. Well, at least that was from behind, so I didn't know it was coming. Oh. Oh, <laughs> I, I will tell you, I guess it did some pretty serious damage. <laughs> well, we can see that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Boy, look at the time. I'd love to schmooze. Laugh it up. <laughs> you laugh it up, pal. <laughs> But so, Kristen, how are things in Hollywood? Now, I, I did see that your your old boyfriend Harvey Weinstein. I, I did see that he can't stay off his phone even in the court. The judge had to tell him to get off his phone in the courtroom. I truly believe that Harvey Weinstein has learned absolutely nothing. No, and he believes the rules don't apply to him ever. It's just amazing to me. The judge says, would you get off your phone? He's standing there. They're trying to decide if they're going to bring more charges against him. He's standing there on his phone in the courtroom. Amazing. Okay. It's amazing that he believes that he's completely innocent. Every charge, he's like, he's pleading not guilty. Every charge. Of course. He he learned it from uh, some of the best, some of the best politicians in the world. No, I didn't do that. No, I didn't do that. Oh, I guess I did. Sorry. Yeah, well, that's but that's the uh, the natural thing to say. Oh, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. Even when you're caught red-handed, you know, I, I heard recently heard a story of someone may have been caught red-handed. They, oh, I didn't do it. They convince themselves that they're completely innocent too. Right. Yeah, that's what I love too. I'm a victim and I'm innocent of ever doing anything. Well, ever. ever. Yeah, I've never done anything wrong in my entire life. I've never ever done anything wrong. So I'm I'm just I'm a victim and I'm really just a great guy. I just want you to know that. I wasn't in that bank when I when I was not in that bank when it was robbed. I know it looked like me, and I have my you have my DNA evidence. I was not there. So, Kristen, one of my favorite committing a crime stories is there's a young man being uh, tried. He's on trial for robbing a store at gunpoint, and for some reason he decided to wear a baseball cap to go on the witness stand. Which I didn't think you could do. I thought you had to remove your hat on a witness stand. That's what I thought. But apparently you don't anymore. Or maybe you never did, right? It seems disrespectful to the court, doesn't it? I couldn't agree more. But this guy sitting in the the witness, the the, uh, up on the stand, right? Mm -hmm. And the prosecuting attorney says to the guy, and this is a true story. This is not made up. He says to the guy, is that the hat you were wearing when you robbed the store? And the guy said, no, I was wearing a different hat. <laughs> I mean, oh, okay. here's the kind of people we're dealing with, ladies and gentlemen. No, no, That's I was wearing so a different great. hat when I robbed the store at gunpoint. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, wow. This is not going to go too smooth for you, pal. I just want you to know. Yeah, there's there's not the not a lot of intellect goes into uh, those uh, snap decisions of doing that sort of stuff. So yeah, I think that uh, poor guy. Okay, poor so guy. we're gonna have a vote, and Kristen, you, there's a balance because there are two men and two women, so it'll be a nice balance. Okay. Okay. We're Ready. on the witness stand. Yep. 
I forgot now what the what I what I was going to going to lay out for you to judge. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something really good that you could judge. I don't know. Now nah, I'll get back to you on that. Well, let, I'll do it by the end of the hour. Well, the you know the the idea of wearing a hat or using your phone in the court wouldn't I I would think that the there would something be said uh, like the, contempt. Or, yeah, contempt of court or yeah, you know something. please remove your hats or please, uh, Mr. Weinstein please surrender your phone to your attorney you know it just it just I just can't they're so they're in the, even in the court they're tolerating this misbehavior yeah. yep and it's just it, it, that's the root you can't have that going on you know I was wearing a different at the courthouse in L A I don't even think your phone works you know you're yeah just like in that a would make sense block. that yeah. would make that'd be smart yeah. To put everybody in a Faraday cage, all those those court courtrooms, but then then they couldn't get information out if someone was going to shoot the place up. So you know, just double-edged sword. Okay, now I want you to prepare. By the way, we got about a minute and a half left here, Kristen. But I want you to prepare for the casting set for TV portrayal of Michelle Obama. Oh. Apparently, apparently going to do a movie about her life. Is that what they're doing here? Do you know about this? Yeah, I saw that um, yesterday. It was it yesterday? Yeah, because yesterday was yeah. Monday. I'm so screwed up on the days. I'm like, because I've been working weekends. So, <laughs> um, which I think is kind of interesting. You know that it's uh, half the world's going to hate it, <laughs> and the other half of the world will probably absolutely love it. Yeah. See, it's amazing to me, Kristen, is the fact that I'm not going to love it or hate it. I, I just don't. Why do but people Viola get so? Viola Davis is playing. Michelle. I know she's Viola's phenomenal. Always wonderful. Love she's her. Always wonderful. Yep. I'd like to see the breakdown of that casting call. Uh, any uh, there's probably no casting call. This is what they did. Ring, ring, Viola. Do you want to play Michelle Obama? Mm-hmm. Okay. Done. Okay. Yeah, I love Viola. But I thought the union required you have to do casting, so that it's really a fair system. I'm sure that was a straight offer. Okay. Oh yeah. my God! Listen to this. <clears throat> this is such. Now you got to admit, Kristen Burt, that this is such a lefty Hollywood thing to say. You ready? Mm-hmm. It looks like Viola Davis will be the first actor to portray Michelle Obama on television. Oh, my God. Uh, it's not, that is such a lefty Hollywood thing to say. There are going to be plenty of them after this. <laughs> well, who's who's going to play? Like, good God. Who, who's going to who, And don't take this. Don't take this wrong. Who's going to play Michelle Obama's ball and chain? Yeah, the ball and chain <laughs> Barack. Who's playing Barack? Mr. Michelle. Yeah, Mr. Michelle. But don't you think that they do? I mean, because we know that we're going to get 18,000 movies out of the Trump administration. They've I already suppose. done a bunch on Bush. This this does happen to Kennedy. It does. How yeah. many movies have been made about the Kennedys? Well, it's like incredible. Well, the I Ken- feel like the Carters are the only. I feel like the Carters are the only ones that haven't ever been Yeah, the Carters. God, is this movie boring? <laughs> oh, yes. I always liked him, though. I always liked Jimmy He's a Carter. Relative He's of mine. Such a oh, is he? Good man. He just seems He's like a very nice man. Good, yeah. very, very He's smart. A very nice man. Now we need to take a break so I can lust in my heart after women. Aww. Remember when he said that he lust he has lusted in his heart. It was so controversial, and I, honestly, it's just sweet. It is sweet. You're right. We'll be back. Uh, Viola Davis will portray Kristen Burt in part two of this hour. I love that. I'm so down for that. You and Viola Davis. I do love her. She's phenomenal. We'll be right back with Kristen Burt and the family. 
It's Tom Bernard with CEO Michael Bilski from North American Banking Company. Michael, we spent some time talking about your free app and money transfer service, XCheck, which is just great, by the way. You can transfer money to your kid to travel home from college and lots of other uses. I got wind of another service you provide at North American Banking Company. What's this Super ID I've been hearing about? Great question, Tommy. Super ID uses your face proof and your finger proof to keep your identity and your money secure. It's really a foolproof way to protect your family and your business from identity fraud. It's simple, fast, and oh, the best part is that it's free to our customers. Super ID, super easy, and super secure. Visit nabanco.com or see my personal banker to get the scoop on XCheck and Super ID. North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. There's no better time than now to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they wanted to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today. Or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK. Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer. No New Year's Day. There you go, little Stevie Wonder, ladies and gentlemen. Didn't Viola Davis once play Stevie Wonder in a movie? <laughs> I don't know. I was just thinking that Harvey Weinstein, was, this is probably what he was saying to her on the phone while he was in court. Oh, yeah, I just called to say I love you. <laughs> That's exactly right. It looks like Viola Davis will be the first actor to play Michelle Obama on television. The Oscar winner has signed on the play uh, to play the former First Lady in a new Showtime series, First Ladies, from writer and executive producer Aaron Cooley. The first season of the show, which Davis will also produce with her husband, Julius uh, Tenen, uh, through Juvie Productions. I don't know about that. Wait a second. Juvie. Yeah, so it's Julius and Viola. Juvie? Hmm. Really? I'd be careful with that. Juvie 40? You know what I mean. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's right. A little anti No, Ju. That's right. Yeah, what the hell? Uh, it'll explore the personal and political lives of Obama, Eleanor Roosevelt, and Betty Ford in one-hour episodes, reports Variety. Davis can pull from personal experiences. She and Obama are friends, per The Guardian. In 2017, Davis even shared a photo of the pair on Facebook, writing, May you continue to shine your light and impact future generations to come. Uh, please don't say things like that. Please You're continue so to fantastic. Sh- yes. shine your light and impact future generations. Okay, let me impact future generations. Get your head out of your ass and get a job. <laughs> there, I've impacted future generations. What do you think of that, Kristen? Did she hang up on Hello? me? Is it muted still? No. What? Can you hear me? Oh, oh there yeah. you are. What the hell? You know, I'm here. A, I'll tell you one thing, Viola Davis is going to be the first one to play uh, Cassie getting fired. If this <laughs> you know. Oh, no. Oh, no. 
Oh, uh, God. So, yeah. So what do you think of that? I, you know, I, I don't really give a rat's ass about uh, Betty Ford, Eleanor Roosevelt, or Michelle Obama, but apparently Pete, some, some people do. This is the actor that I think should play... Oh, that guy, yeah. Yeah, he looks Scott his, Lawrence. He, yeah, he looks, he looks no, a lot like Obama. I, I think it should either be Samuel L. Jackson or Paul Mooney. <laughs> yeah, Paul, <laughs> Paul Mooney. <laughs> I didn't... Oh, Chris, I'm glad you brought that up. Kristen, I didn't know about this thing with Richard Pryor and Paul Mooney. Did you know this? No, tell me the story. Richard Pryor put up a million dollars if someone would kill Paul Mooney because it turns out Paul Mooney had sex with Richard Pryor Jr., and what? Richard Pryor Sr. Oh. did not like that at all and put up a million bucks to have him killed. Is that out of Richard yeah. Pryor Jr.'s new book? I don't know. I don't know. It was a news story this he, morning. I know that. Yeah, um, he has a book out, and I heard a podcast with him on. He was on um, Heather McDonald's podcast, Juicy Scoop. And even the stories he told in that one-hour interview were fascinating yeah. on his father. Yeah, I loved Richard Pryor, but maybe not as a human being, if you know what I'm Maybe not as a dad or a husband or anything like that. Maybe not. Yeah, it was a pretty tragic story, honestly. Yeah. Even for the kids, they, they went through a lot. Yeah, it kind of seems like they did. Richard Pryor Jr. is the nicest guy in the world. We've had him on a few times and just a really nice guy. But I just, uh, man, that's a tough road to hoe when you got, uh, you know, you got Paul Mooney banging your son. What the hell? I didn't know Paul Mooney was gay. Or I didn't has either. He come out, he, well, so he hasn't come out gay or yeah, well, not I, I know. I'm going to retract that. Paul Mooney is no longer uh, one of the candidates to play uh, Michelle Obama's ball <laughs> and chain. After uh, if, if, if the child was underage, I mean that was that's just like no. I don't know if he was a little kid or not. That I that part that's an you know what that was not included in the story. So would somebody do some research and find out when this was supposed to have happened? Because I don't know, but boy, if, if he was a little boy or something, ugh, that makes it much worse. Yeah, that's that would that's that's hard for me to you know think much of Paul Mooney. So. You know, if he was if he was under eighteen, I will never watch Negro Damas again. <laughs> that was one of the greatest bits of all time, though. And now, ladies and gentlemen, this moment with Negro Damas. <laughs> Negro Damas, can you tell me if Arsenio Hall will ever have another show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Arsenio Hall will have another show. It will be called Good Morning Black America, and it will air nationwide at oh. noon. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> Paul. That was very funny. Now, I'm sure Bill Burr probably wrote that joke. He probably did. Um, it says here, the bombshell accusation came out from Rashawn Khan in an interview posted Monday by Comedy Hype. According to Khan, Paul had sex with Richard Pryor Jr. when Jr. was in his 20s. And oh. when Richard Sr. found out, he wanted Mooney dead. A million bucks he put up to yeah. have him killed. So, so he was in his 20s. Yeah, he was an well, adult. Thank God for that. That's well, consensual. I, I, that's the way it is. That's the way it is. Richard didn't like it. No. How about this, though? So you're Richard Pryor. Your grandmother is a whoremonger. Your mother is one of the whores. I mean, oh, you didn't know that? Oh, yeah. I, I, now you're, you're, Richard's you're, mother was a whore for his back. grandmother. <clears throat> wow. That's a great way to grow up, isn't it? What else is going on and, in Peoria? And, and, was, <laughs> and was, his, was his dad one of the Johns? Was it? Was his dad one of the Johns? His dad or? came and went a lot. He, his dad didn't spend a whole lot of time. Poor choice him. of words, Tom. Poor choice of words. And Literally. he... Was that, <laughs> Wait, what? He said, 
said poor choice, choice of, of words. words. You said it came and gone. <laughs> came and went. Came and, and went. I was like, literally, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> okay, Kristen Filth. Filthy Bert, your name's going to be from now on. <laughs> Filthy Kristen Bert. <laughs> Kristen, are, 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 we, are we just slowly, but sh- or am, I should Wait, say. Wait, I've. I- I've moved on from a communist now to filthy. <laughs> <laughs> You're a filthy communist. You're a filthy communist bird. Oh my god! It's phenomenal. Um, I have I have a great documentary for you if you oh, have you not do? already seen I it. I love documentaries. Yes. And I just finished it this morning, which was not on my work list, but I couldn't wait to finish the last two segments of it. It is I and Patrick Swayze, the Paramount Network did this great retrospective on all of his movies um, with an interview with his widow, Lisa, Rob Lowe's in it, Jennifer Grey is in it, Demi Moore's in it. It's fantastic. His brother's in it. Hmm. So good. Patrick Swayze almost gave me a heart attack once when he and Chris Farley did the stripper bit. Oh, Oh, my God, that was funny. Chip and Dale. Chip and Dale dance. Was it a tryout or was it an audition for Chip and Dale? Yeah, he was a tryout. He was good though. Uh, yeah, on SNL. Uh, that's when he still had that froey, yeah, wing-backed hair look. That he had the big hair. Frosted. He looked like a surfer dude. He did indeed. Yes. And Chris Farley looked like a very overweight Chip and Dale. <laughs> but he was a good dancer. That's I mean, he probably was... the. That's probably one of the most famous clips out of Saturday Night Live too, because oh, they're God, both deceased as well. So. I think people just sort of look back and go, oh, like the nostalgia of it. <laughs> what what bit was it when Chris Farley did the, the air quotes? He goes, I have what they call a little bit of a weight problem. <laughs> <laughs> just phenomenal. Uh, have you ever heard the, oh, the cur- Hollywood curse of the movie script, A Took? No. Mm-hmm. Oh, What's yeah. A Took? Okay, well, it took was a movie, a script that was written. Originally, it was given to. Uh, I think it's from like the '60s or something. Yeah, well, it, it's old. It's called a took. A took, A T U K or C K. I can't remember. But anyway, it, it was given to Belushi. Well, shortly after Uh-oh. Belushi got it, he passed away. So then they revamped it, and then they they gave it to Sam Kinison. Oh God! Then he oh, passed no. away. Then it was given to. John Candy. John Candy. Really? Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman. Chris Farley. Oh, my God. All five of them. Each person that has held that script and was going to be casted oh in it God. passed away. The main character. It's the curse of a took. So now that they just shut it down, nobody else will even look at it, I wouldn't imagine. I oh, think yeah, they made done. like a TV movie, but they remade oh, did they? they didn't name it a took, but well, it was didn't. kind of a play off the script. So what was it all about? I can't remember what the movie was. It was a fish out of water story about uh, Inuit coming to oh, yeah. some city. Yeah, it was just Which like a comedy. not funny. Yeah, yeah but, it, you know, so yeah, it's kind of crazy how every major, you know, the main cast or whatever... Each one of them passed away shortly after getting the script. Coincidence in, in human life amazes me. Mm-hmm. But I still I don't think anything will ever top Iacocca. Iacocca? I am chairman of Chrysler Corporation of America is his name. Well, I mean, <laughs> you, can, you can make an anagram out of anything, though, or yeah. an acronym. No, but he, that I am, the exact spelling of his name is I am chairman of Chrysler Corporation of America, Iacocca. I mean, that's a hell of a coincidence, yeah. don't you think? What do they call that, Occuponymous? Synchronicity, kind of. A coincident. 
Occuponymous is your name sounds like what you do. Now I will tell you is one that thing. that Occuponymous? I think so. A person, like Hackmaster. A person oh, that I used to work with was totally serious when they said, well, what about Henry Ford? Oh, oh my God. Well, see, the, the, the company's the named, named after, after him, <laughs> so that's not quite the same thing. Well, that's a big coincidence. That's a hell of a coincidence. So if there's a Barnard Company Incorporated, that's a coincidence yeah, that it no died's name. Whoa, that's, yeah. Is that really? Well, what about Henry Ford? Well, it's not quite the same argument, but... Uh, oh. I don't know what to tell you. It's unbelievable. Um, God, I was going to ask you about uh, about some uh, TV show. Is it a TV show? What is coming up for this fall? Anything good coming up on the fall schedule? There's a show I'm really looking forward to called Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. And it is about a woman who gets, this is going to sound absurd, but uh, she gets caught in an MRI while there's an earthquake, and when she comes out of it, she can hear people's thoughts through song. But none of them are the Beatles because they don't exist. No, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> they did yesterday, though. Um, um, and I read the pilot for it. I've seen the trailer. It looks fantastic. So it should be really interesting for people that have a more musical interest. Mandy Moore, not the actress, but the choreographer who did La La Land is oh, also right. doing a series. Right. I, isn't it amazing that you can have brain injuries, and I can't remember what it's called, but there's a brain injury where if you get it, if you hear music, you can see multicolored notes in the air while the music is playing. Synesthesia. Wow. Synesthesia. Oh, there you go. And I'm skeptical that it's real. Are you skeptical Just that it's real? Just for the record. You're, well, but a lot of people see beautiful colors when they... Well, Smoke a little geef, and they, you know, they hear the music. They hear colors I, and things like that. Yeah, well, I get to do that. Yeah, well, you got to get the good stuff, maybe, or maybe it's Orange Osley. One, one of the it's something one of like those. one of those things, or LSD. You know, one of those things. When you hear the music, it, you get the colors, and it's pretty for them. God, I'm look. <laughs> I'm still looking at the picture of Michelle Obama and Viola Davis. By the way, she'll be the perfect person to play Michelle Obama anyway, because she's a hell of an actress. But I remember standing at, at Music City in downtown Minneapolis when I was a teenager. And well, I might have been in my 20s. When did Grace Jones break? Do you remember when Grace Jones broke as an act? Well, that was, was that around? Well, that, would have been the, that would have been the disco 70s. So was, yeah. yeah, she was always at Studio 54. Yeah, so she was it, a model. Was, was it the singer. early 70s? I can't remember. But, but it really doesn't matter. I was- Mid to late 70s is hard, yeah, Late I 70s. Late 70s. So basically yeah. I was in my mid-20s then. I go into Music music City in downtown. It used to be on the corner of 7th and Hennepin. It's where 7 is now, as a matter of fact. That was the location. And Grace Jones's first album had just come out. And there were a couple of young black women in the store. And they said, Hey, could you tell us where we could find the Grace Jones's album? We heard about Grace Jones, but I don't know who that is. Could you tell us where to find it? So the guy at the store points it up, and one of the one of the well, they were girls. They weren't women yet. They were probably sixteen, maybe something like that. One of them picks up the album cover with a picture of Grace Jones on, it, and she goes, "This girl is purple." And her friend goes, "Her friend goes seriously purple." <laughs> She it was, was dark. It was the greatest thing ever. I and I started laughing and looking at me like, what the hell are you laughing at? But I still just... love the fact that 
Rick James told Stevie oh, yeah. Wonder to look at Grace Jones's hat. Look at that hat. Man. <laughs> yeah, do you know that story? No, oh, but I know the hat. Oh. She's wearing like the six foot hat, all the rest of it. And Rick James says, Stevie Wonder, you ought to see this hat that Grace Jones is wearing. That is cold. Sure, right I'll get there. right on that. Yeah, let me get my eyes fixed and then I'll get back to you. I don't know. Whatever works, right? I like Kristen goes silent. Like, I don't want anything to do with this conversation at all. No, you know, if I don't have anything exciting to add, I let you guys talk. Nice okay. try. Nice try. Um, God, I was looking at this G7 thing. Macron's upset with the Brazilian president because he said he was incredibly rude to his wife. And then we got... I, I You know what's so funny about that? Uh... No matter what happens with Trump as president, and again, I'm not a big Trump supporter. It just I find it so fascinating. First of all, Kristen, why why do you think people waste their time hating someone they have no control over? It's a complete waste of emotion. Yeah, I mean, I know I can't stand him, but I couldn't stand him before he was president. So right, it really has nothing that. to do with him being yeah. president. Yep. So I just mute him because it's it's healthier, honestly, for me on a day to day basis instead of. Yeah. Watching people yep. on Twitter all day just sit behind their laptop and worry about this. I'm like, the right. only thing you can do is vote. There you go. If you're not voting, yep. I don't know what else to tell you because plenty of people did not vote in 2016 and, and then have spent the last three years whining and complaining. We'll, let's take a break. I'll be right back, but I have a question. I have a, a political question for you right after this, okay? Okay. All right. Oh, don't start <laughs> oh, with that. No. Okay. Okay. No, no, no. It's a good one, actually. We'll be right back with the family. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. God damn, welcome to the Dexter Lake Club. <laughs> I still think it's one of my favorite scenes every movie. Welcome to the Dexter Lake Club. Otis Day and the Nights. Yeah. 
Oh, fantastic. Was that fantastic. Animal House? Yeah, it was Animal House. Remember when the guy comes up, do you mind if we dance with your <laughs> dates? His hand is the size of a catcher's mitt. Like, good <laughs> God. Okay, what were we doing now? We we're going to talk politics. What was it, though? I get distracted easily some days. <laughs> yes, you do. Like when I'm in a really good mood, I get distracted really some, easily. But something shiny in here. Yeah, there's some shiny well, in here. And Mike, I'm like, oh, look at that. My comment was the G7 is turning into a professional wrestling match, and I went and I, I want to I want to see him start throwing people out of the ring. That's what should, they should be in a ring. They should be in a ring. <laughs> you know, throwing people out of the ring. They should be in a ring, <laughs> hitting them with the chair. So, Kristen, I do have a, a and I'm, I don't mean to be a wise ass here. It's just I was looking at the remaining ten people that are running for the Democratic nomination for president because mm-hmm. there's just ten left now, right? Somewhere in there. I, yeah, I, I think hard it's just 10. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it's, it's 10 of them. Why do you think that Biden is crashing the way he is? Is it just because of his mis, mis, missteps when delivering speeches or whatever? I mean, he had a massive um, lead. Now it's gone. Yeah, and I kind of had a feeling that this was going to happen. Just yeah. in my opinion, I think that. Everyone was at first was like excited that he was back in the race. Right. But you have to also, in terms of when it comes to a Democratic candidate, because you got to you know narrow down the field. You have to start looking at someone's voting record and where they yeah. stand. Yep. Have their views evolved as we have evolved as a nation? Um, where does he need to do better? And I think you know he's stepping into it a little bit because I think he's just speaking without thinking a lot, yeah. which he was great at doing even when he was vice president. Yeah. We all know this. This is not new news. And I think um, you have a couple of other candidates that come with a huge portfolio of well-researched ideas and plans of action, even if you don't agree with them. They at least, you know, I look at, you know, Kamala Harris. I look at Elizabeth Warren. Um, they are at least coming to the table where they're like, hey, we've got all of this. So I have a question And then for Biden's you. kind of catching up a little bit. That's exactly what I was going to ask you, as a matter of fact. So Kamala Harris, it, as it turns out, her father revealed that her family were slave owners. So how on earth could you vote for someone whose family were slave owners? Right? I mean, uh, well, sure. Yeah. I mean, like, that's been a big topic of discussion in terms right. of reparations and things like yes, that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know about that. And then Elizabeth Warren lied to gain entrance to Harvard, posted herself as the first woman of color to graduate from Harvard Law School. And none mm-hmm. of it was true. So mm-hmm. how could anybody vote for her? I don't get it. Well, exactly. And it's, it's that's where the Democrats are really going to have to work really hard, they honestly. Are. Because I, in many ways, I think Donald Trump can easily get reelected. Yeah, he could. And I don't think the Democrats have had three years. And I don't think that there's been a sense of urgency on their part at all to um, really find a strong candidate with as clean a background as possible. No one has a spotless record, but as clean a background as possible to try and beat Trump if they want to be back in the White House if they want to try and take the Senate back. I, it's, and it's like, I look at, um, what is it, Beto? I always pronounce it wrong. Beto, but it's like, Beto or Dork. Beto, Beto. I always pronounce it wrong, Beto. But I, I'm like, why is he running for president when Texas could use right. a strong Democratic candidate for Senate? Like, right. You're not going to get elected to president for no, president. No, he's not. 
it's impossible. Like there's just things that I look at and I go, what are y'all doing? <laughs> you know, I and agree. I look at Republicans who are, because there are plenty of Republicans that don't love um, Trump. And I'm like, what are y'all doing? Because yeah. I don't think that he represents the entire you know, Republican Party. No, he does not. It's, it's a very strange time, and I get very baffled because I fall somewhere in the center, and I've got no one representing anything. Mm-hmm. I believe so. Right. <laughs> the, the thing I'm going to the thing I'm going to take away from this is the lesson of how destructive and how consuming hatred is. In the yes, past, exactly in the past right. three and a half years, if the Democratic Party oh. just would have said, oh, put aside their hatred. Stopped with all their their work and trying to impeach and all this sort of effort. If they would have just instead yeah. found somebody who was a was a good alternative with reasonable appealing ideas that that are kind of mainstream, they would have a shot at this. But I think yeah. they've lost mm-hmm. that opportunity because that's what they have done. They've they've it's just a huge mistake on their part. It was a huge and mistake. Spending- so much time with comebacks on Twitter to who's going to be the most clever on social media mm-hmm. and go viral. I find that exhausting. I'm like, get out there and campaign. Go to those states where people are disenfranchised and maybe are now disenfranchised by Trump because he hasn't held all of his promises for blue collar workers. You know what I mean? Try and get them back. I don't know. I don't know if that's the solution, clearly, but... At the same time, you need to be hitting the road meeting every person in America you possibly can. Do you think on New Year's Eve, with a spark of life, a New Year's resolution, Michelle Obama will run for president? Almost guaranteed. Almost guaranteed, mm-hmm. I'd say. See, I don't think so. You don't? Why, why don't you think so? She'd win. I just don't think she will. I think she prefers her life. Outside the White House, I don't know. Power she is on as awful. Yeah, yeah. The yeah first I don't see it. Woman president. I don't think she loved it in the White House, honestly. Well, it's not that nice because a place. Has, you ever been there? Yeah, the, the rats there supposedly. <laughs> well, that's what you see. I, I, <laughs> and the leaking basement. Yeah, but here's the thing. That's that's for sure. I've seen the leaking basement. Yep. But I think that I just think that she's happier. Like living her California life, once uh, their youngest daughter graduates from high school, they're out of DC, and right. she can hang out with like really rich people like Ellen and Oprah, and they can make yep. TV shows. Yep, I don't think that the the White House is the place where she wants to go. She well, can write books point. and make speeches and earn a gazillion dollars and yeah. have a really nice life and go on vacation when she wants. That is that, that is a good point. Yeah, but it, everything she has is a result of being in that White House, and yeah. she used the White House uh, services a lot. She flew around, did a lot of things. You know, I don't I don't know if I think I, Tom's right. I think she's going to just say she's going to have an epiphany, and boom, she's going to run. I don't see it. You don't see but it. But let's, let's mark this. And see what happens. Because I, I am interested. If she does, you know, wind up running, you can both go, I told you so. <laughs> no, I do that anyway. Okay, but so- if she doesn't run, but if she doesn't run, guess what? I'm going to do the I told you so dance. <laughs> You're going to do that? There you go. Are, are we send it to us. I'm going to video it and everything. I'm going to send it to you. As and you meme, have to post you- it on every social media uh, page that you own. How, okay, how about this? How about, how about in 2020? The the two the two tickets are, The Rock versus Michelle Obama. There you go. Oh, that's so good. What, what do you think? I vote for The Rock. I vote for The Rock. And, I love him. What happened? What happens if if uh, if uh, Trump were to pick Rock as the vice president? Oh, 
Now you're in trouble. Um, good question. I don't think Pence Ooh. does anything for him. I honestly... Can we... Oh, I just was going to say, can we do Shonda Rhimes him a la scandal and get Trump out of the White House and then The Rock becomes vice uh, president? Hey, whatever you want. However, however you want to get Rock in the, in the White House. I'm, I'm good with that. Like I'm, I'm shocked when when they picked Pence to be vice president with Trump because I, I was like knowing Trump's ego, he would have picked like a celebrity big shot to be. You know, that's what, what I thought. Yeah. I know. I was kind of like, who's Mike Pence? I don't know. <laughs> well, He's the only one that basically said yes, and Pence <laughs> was like hanging. He was hanging by a thread with his political career. If you go back and and kind of look where he was in 2015, 2016, his own state hated him. So. Yeah. I, I, this was a, a really great lifeline, and he was like, "Heck yeah, I'm going to take this." So that was kind of like, where he could take his career. It's kind of like Minnesota and your old boss. Mm-hmm. Jesse Ventura. Yes, Mr. Jesse Ventura, the governor, as I was supposed to call him all the time. Oh, he told you to call him the governor. Oh my God! Yes. Start vomiting. Oh no. Yes. Um. Look, I want you to do me a favor from now on. I've asked you this many times, Kristen, and you, and you just don't want to comply. But I want you to call me the entertainer from now on. <laughs> he just you, starts you laughing. Your theme? Wait, wait. Because you know what it makes me think of? The actual song. Oh, Tom must be coming. Jesse's going to be at Crypticon next weekend in Minneapolis. Oh, God. He should be there. He's a freak. That be a good thing for him. Wow. Yeah. Jesse the Body at Krypticon. Let me just tell you, I wrestled everything once in the Predator. And... Well, I think that's why he's because he was in Predator. Because Krypticon Predator, yeah. is kind of like a, a horror movie. It's like based off like horror and sci-fi movies. So he was really good in that movie, though. I thought he was very good in that movie. He doesn't have time to bleed, that's for Ain't sure. Ain't got time to bleed. Well, if he didn't have time to bleed, then he didn't have time to bleed. <laughs> I got no problem with that, with Jesse. See, all I think about is yeah, going. Do. I used to pee in my Navy SEAL uniform for the, the suit, so we keep ourselves warm by peeing in the suit. Now listen, Kristen Burt, it's just simply easier not to wear underwear. <laughs> Remember when he said that? Bingo. No. It's simply easier not to have underwear on. A lot of information. I don't know that I want that. Would you want any part of your body rubbing on the seam of your pants? That would hurt like hell, nope. wouldn't it? I think it'd hurt. Yep. Little chafing, um, I'm yeah, sure. Cha- yeah, chafing, yeah. Yeah, a little chafing. We're all like chafing. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so you're not going with Michelle Obama for president. I don't know who's no. going to run that. I have no idea who the Democrat will be. I, I really, you know, I don't even lean one way or the other. Because I just don't understand how you can allow someone to lie to your face or do the things that they did, which Trump is really good at, by the way. Well, the latest polls are They're all are showing, good at it. Yeah, late, yeah. The, well, the latest polls is Elizabeth Warren's picking up steam. Who would vote for her? I don't know. But... Nothing she pro- <laughs> proposes is affordable. There is no way we can pay those bills. A lot of people want free stuff. They we don't care are going to have free College everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> they don't care who pays for it. They just care that they get it. Well, then I want college I reparations. I want the money back. I want the half mil back for Andy and Alex's college careers. Mm-hmm. Free, mm. I think free community college is not a bad idea, honestly, because I think it would afford many people more access to a higher education. But I don't see how you make four-year colleges I get all some free. Ba- I got some bad news for you. 
Uh, I looked at a friend of mine, a friend of mine attended junior college, and I mm-hmm. looked at it, and it's basically what they were teaching at junior college. I learned in fifth and sixth grade at St. Joe's. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, a lot of the like, hundred level classes, they're yeah, yeah, they're not. They're very, high school at best. They are high school at best, which is a problem. Although I would support free community college because it would take power away from the Ivy League. Well, well, think, well but think this through. But think this through. So much if you get a college loan, part of that loan goes to tuition, but. Part of that loan goes to books and fees and for uh, room and board. That's right. So how mm-hmm. long? So so if you're going to make this free, and you're going to cover room and board, well, how long can you go to college? Yeah, that's true. Because some people go to college for like ten years because they don't want to leave. Yeah. They, Why would true. you? It's a ten year party for them. It is. Yeah. That's very true. It's true. And how many credits do you have to carry? Well, well I'm I imagine it's five. like a scholarship. Because if you're on a scholarship, you can't do that. You got to get it done within the amount of time they give you. And if you don't, your money's gone. I would hmm. say this. We should pass a law in America that if you're going to go to your 10th year of college, every day you have to wear a beret. What do you think? <laughs> and a, or an ascot. <laughs> or an ascot. An ascot and a beret. Yeah, you have to you wear have to both. Wear both. Yeah. You have to wear both in your 10th year. And, and a what? pipe. We'll have and a, a pipe. pipe. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good. We'll get it all cooking. That'd be wonderful. I can't wait to wear a beret pipe and uh, ascot. <laughs> well, I think I'll think. go back to school for that. You'd cut quite a fine figure wearing that what? beret and ascot. Well, you would You would, You would. would be given a choice. You, no, no, Christian. We would be given a choice between the beret and a tiara. Mm. Oh, I want the tiara. No. And, and a pipe. Well, and instead go. of a pipe, you could, you could have a wand. And wings. I want like fairy wings. Now you got her all excited. That's great. Now she's all hot. Oh, she... If it's like pink and sparkles and glitter, I'm all in. Oh, she... oh, okay, she... Alex. Oh, God, you sound just like Alex. <laughs> I, see the tutu. I don't understand. You're, you're talking to me. I wore a dress to school every day until I hit the fourth grade. I refused to wear pants. My mom sent me to school with for gym class with a pair of shorts to wear under my dress and sneakers. And they were just like, don't fight this. Just let her go to the bathroom and pull the shorts on underneath and do gym class. That's going to be fun. That'll be funny. Yeah, she'll do the same thing. All right, another hour that just shoots by. Every time Chris and Bert's on, the hour just blows by because she's so enthralling. Sort of. What? She's mildly charming. She's mildly. (laughs) Yes, Kristen, mildly charming, Bert. (laughs) We'll talk to you next week, all right? All right, sounds good. Thank you very much. Kristen Burt, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back with the family.